ladies and gentlemen, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service. Over one, uh, over seven hundred of these services since almost. Uh, at the beginning uh, since from almost the beginning of the coronavirus plague which is still among us my beloved uh, this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International. With the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible episode number 519, if you will, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to uh, read the whole Bible as a single true non-fiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. <clears throat> the present and the future. Today, my beloved, we're reading 1 Kings, chapter 7, verses 1 through 12. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <coughs> I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy, which is extremely deep. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word, his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection for our sins. Lord, even though this happened some 2,000 years ago, Lord, it is still hard to comprehend this magnificent truth. But I, I may not understand it all, but I believe it all. It is beyond us. And I pray now that you would grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing. Your freedom and your liberty and the power of your Holy Spirit to 
pray to read your holy word, to understand your holy word, to comprehend your holy word, to obey it, and to live by it, and to apply it to our lives, to teach it to others, to preach it to others. For your glory, your praise, and your honor, in Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, wild men and wild women as well, because I do not want to leave anybody out. All women are not ladies, and all men are not gentle, so... And then we have some men who are too gentle. But anyway, uh, I do want you to understand, however, there are only two genders. And I will never ask you your doggone pronouns, but I digress. <clears throat> God's word is divine. Mine are not. My dear friends and my dear enemies, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure and joy to read in your hearing, thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At 1 Kings chapter 7, verses 1 through 12. But Solomon was building his own house 13 years, and he finished all his house. He built also the house of the forest of Lebanon. The length thereof was in 100 cubits. and the breadth thereof fifty cubits, and the height thereof thirty cubits, upon four rows of cedar pillars, with cedar beams upon the pillars. And it was covered with cedar above upon the beams that lay on forty-five pillars, fifteen in a row. And there were windows in three, in three rows, and light was against light in three ranks. And all of the doors and posts were square with the windows, and light was against light in three ranks. And he made a porch of pillars. The length thereof was fifty cubits, and the breadth thereof thirty cubits. And the porch was before them, and the other pillars and the thick beam were before them. Then he made a porch for the throne 
where he might judge even the porch of judgment. And it was covered with cedar from one side of the floor to the other. And his house where he dwelt had another court within the porch, which was of the light work. Solomon made also an house for Pharaoh's daughter, whom he had taken to wife, like unto this porch. All these were of costly stones, according to the measures of huge stones, sawed with saws within and without, even from the foundation unto the coping, and so on the outside toward the great court. And the foundation was of costly stones, even great stones, stones of ten cubits, and stones of eight cubits. And above were costly stones after the measures of huge stones and cedars. And the great court round about was with three rows of huge stones and a row of cedar beams, both for the inner court of the house of the Lord and for the porch of the house. <coughs> On me shall we pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you so much for your grace, your mercy, and your love. Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And I pray, Lord, today that you will help us to love it more, to cherish it more, to obey it more, and to apply it to our lives more. Help us to not be hearers of your word and not doers, therefore being hypocrites. And Lord, help us to confess our sins in truth and help us to repent of our sins in truth and provide, Lord, fruits, meat for repentance in our lives. And Lord, I pray that lost souls would come to know your Savior by the power of your gospel, by the power of your Holy Ghost, and whatever else you do to draw people to yourself for salvation. Revive those who are Christians and help them, Lord, to get out of their backslidden ways across the country and around the globe. Glorify your holy name. Lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to do the same. Help us to lift you up, to glorify your holy name, and to lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to teach your holy word, and to preach your holy word, and to preach your holy gospel. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus our Lord and our Savior, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. My beloved, the standing between the living and the dead uh, service family members, 
This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Spurgeon's Treasury of David. This is episode number 134. We're at Psalm 15.1 Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? Jehovah, thou high and holy one, who shall be permitted to have fellowship with thee? The heavens are not pure in thy sight, and thou chargest thine angels with folly, who then of mortal mold shall dwell with thee, thou dread consuming fire, a sense of the glory of the Lord and of the holiness which becomes his house, his service, and his attendance excites the humble mind to ask the solemn question before us. Where angels bow with veiled faces, how shall man be able to worship at all? The unthinking, many imagine it to be a very easy matter to approach the Most High and when professedly engaged in his worship, they have no questionings of heart as to their fitness for it, uh, fitness for it, rather. But truly humbled souls often shrink under a sense of utter unworthiness and would not dare to approach the throne of God and would not dare to approach the throne of the living God of holiness if it were not for him, our Lord Jesus Christ, our advocate, who can abide in the heavenly temple because his righteousness endureth forever. Who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall be admitted to be one of the household of God to sojourn under his roof and enjoy communion with himself? Who shall dwell in the holy hill? Who shall be a citizen of Zion and an inhabitant of the heavenly Jerusalem? The question is raised because it is a question. All men have not this privilege. Nay, even among professors, there are aliens from the, the commonwealth who have no secret intercourse with God. On the grounds of law, no mere man can dwell with God, for there is not one upon earth who answers to the just requirements mentioned in the succeeding verses. The questions in the text are asked of the Lord as if none but the infinite mind 
could answer them so as to testify the unquiet conscience. We must know from the Lord of the tabernacle what are the qualifications for his service, and when we have been taught of them, of him, rather, we shall clearly see that only our spotless Lord Jesus Christ and those who are conformed unto his image can ever stand with acceptance before the majesty on high. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for allowing us uh, this time around this passage. Thank you for giving your servant, uh, he being dead yet speaketh, uh, Lord, wisdom and knowledge and understanding to expound upon that passage and to bring it down and to remind us that we, our only righteousness comes from you, Lord Jesus Christ. Your death, your burial, and your resurrection. So help us to remember that. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we now move over to our family segment in the standing between the living and the dead service. We go to what I call the family verses. Can you believe that I have dealt with these verses over 700 times in these 700 uh, services? Uh, I know you can't believe it because some of you can't stand it. You can't stand it. Especially some of you women. Uh, my wife finally admitted that she does love this passage. And I told her, you better because it is the word of God. And the same thing for you. And it is the key to your marriage. You're going to listen to me, women. You're going to destroy your marriage and the best thing that ever happened to you in your life by not being in submission to your husband. And if you don't want to do that, you can't be married. You don't need to be married, rather. Forget about it. I know that's not sweet evangelical um, doctrine, but it's biblical doctrine. And the Bible says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. That means you do it on your own and you do it willingly and cheerfully. And even if you don't do it willingly and cheerfully, do it. Do it. Do it because you fear God. Do you know there are things that I do, I do and, and I don't do because I fear God? Because God taught me a long time ago to respect Him and to fear Him. Do you not know that God has given you boundaries? 
my dear friend, that's just how God operates. He, he provides boundaries. You cannot, you'll be wise not to cross those boundaries and, uh, and stay in your lane and stay in your place and do what you're supposed to do. And he will bless you and expand your coasts, if you will, if you obey him for a long period of time, which means faithfulness, uh, and which means to God that you got it. You understand this principle of obedience. See, we got some folks who think, and my wife has been one of them, that she can do something nice and sweet and wonderful just momentarily uh, to get something and then, then turn into a devil. Again, it doesn't work that way. You can't be a good witch, then a bad witch, and a bad witch, then a good witch. I know you sweet evangelicals don't like it, you sweet Baptists, you sweet charismatics. You all have been messed up uh, by false pastors and false preachers. Your life is messed up. You've lost your first husband, your second husband, now you're on your third and your life is a funeral. Your whole life is constantly dealing with death because you refused to obey God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. That's God's word on it. Nobody can change it, not even your weak, effeminate husband can change it, even though you have beat him down along with the pastor and the pastor's wife, his boss and government and everybody else has beat him down to the ground to believe that foolishness, that you're really the head. That's what the devil does. He'll, he'll change God's order around and then make you believe it's true. And you wonder why it doesn't work. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. You can best believe that Jesus Christ is still the head of the church and he will be the head of the church forever and ever. And he is the savior of the body. And every husband ought to be the head of his family, not the pastor, not the pastor's wife. And by the way, they're not your mommy and your daddy, your new mommy and daddy either. Okay, cast that back in the hell where it came from. The pastor is not your mommy and daddy. They're not Jesus. You don't have to go through them. This is not uh, you evangelicals out there. You're not a part of a, of a Catholic church. You don't have to go and tell the priest and the pastor and every, everything and the pastor's wife. And you got to go through Jezebel to get to Ahab and all of that foolishness. Uh, do you understand me? That's what's wrong with your marriage right now. You got everybody in your marriage and in your mess and in your business. And 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 of course your wife, you let your wife go out there and tell all of the girls, or girlfriends in the church, and tell the pastor's wife and their girlfriends instead of having uh, a proper relationship.
Do you not know you have to feed some people out of a long-handled spoon? It's best, really, in a church setting uh, to keep it on a brother and sister, a Christian brother and sister level, and you show each other the proper respect and not become buddy-buddy. By the way, and I, we, we have to deal with this situation today because this is this is exploding in the church. And I told you before that one of the reasons why there's homosexuality in the church is because of Jezebel and his and her sisters. There's a rise in lesbianism in the evangelical church. I I have seen it. I've seen it. I. I I, I have uh, seen it from almost the beginning. There's something strange going on. And so Jezebel is telling Ahab, Pastor Ahab, why don't you go ahead and let homosexuals in here? Because, you know, I have a girlfriend on the side, and I know you don't mind me having a girlfriend. You know, we do things together. And I'll let you participate with us if you go ahead and let homosexuals into the church and give them leadership roles, like Oprah told us to do. Verse 24, Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. This is God's order. And the reason why we have the mess we have in the church today is because the church and the family, God's two great institutions that should not be uh, uh, underneath the government but should be leading the government. We tell the government what to do in America. That's how it's set up. But see, we in the church, we did not do our job. Did we? No, we did not. We did not obey the great commandment, and we did not obey the great commission. Uh, and if you say otherwise, you're a liar, your feet ain't made, and your heart pumps peanut butter. And I mean that. And I'm not trying to crack a joke. I mean it with all my heart. I, dub I double dog dare you. to say otherwise and that is the problem and it's going to get worse if you people don't repent at God's judgment on the church so let's pray for other families those families that know the Lord and those that don't and pray for other people by God's grace and by God's strength and by faith in God Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, for our magnificent time together around your holy word. Lord, thank you for reminding me of something during this uh, time together 
and help me to implement this uh, today. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for the salvation of those families that are blinded by the devil and don't know you. Unblind their eyes and stop their deaf ears. I pray that they will be able to get saved. I pray that they will get saved and have the benefit of your holy word, which are the words of all of life. And Lord, I do pray that you would revive your Christian believers and help them to get back to your holy word and back to their first love. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, and for the comfort of the grieving and mourning. In this country and around the globe, draw them to yourself for salvation. And Holy Father God, help them to hear and understand the gospel, unblind their eyes and stop their deaf ears and save their souls. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, today, for the salvation, uh, Lord, of, of well, Lord, I pray, rather, uh, for uh, people who name the name of Christ, that we all would seek forgiveness and repentance for not obeying your great commandment or your great commission. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would help us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent, Lord, of our sins. and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, we have prayed for the millions of people who are hurting and grieving and mourning because of the coronavirus plague and um, those who are suffering in the war and the threatened uh, world war, nuclear warfare, and we pray that you would comfort those people, and we pray that you would do the same for a few as we have some people that we want to pray for by name out of this mass group of people. <clears throat> we pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Illinois resident Bernadine Summers. We pray for the family and friends of Massachusetts teacher Charles B. Warden. We pray for the family and friends of Massachusetts resident Richard Warhol. We pray for the family and friends of Ohio resident Ron Tober. We pray for the family and friends of Ohio resident Ladislas 
Torok-sik. We commit these uh, souls into your hands, let your will be uh, done in their lives and in ours. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, Lord, for all government officials and ministers and servants all around the world, from the President of the United States on down, uh, and all the way around the world, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and for all other government ministers. We pray for their salvation. Open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears, revive those who are saved. <coughs> Pardon me. And comfort those who are grieving and mourning. And um, Lord, we pray uh, for uh, all of the people who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. Hear and answer their prayers, hear and answer our prayers for them, and we pray for the salvation, uh, spiritual, family, life, financial, material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings, Lord, upon them. And upon us, and Lord, we pray uh, for a few people by name. We pray for Raphael. Please strengthen him. We pray, Lord, for and, and help him to stand up for the faith and in the faith, even though he's persecuted. We pray, Lord, for Marie. Please change the hearts of the property owners so she will not have to pay more money on the house for the property, roof and flooding to be fixed and for the black mold be removed, take control over her house, heal her from all illnesses, bless her with a new house, furniture, and clothes, bring about a resolution for her place, uh, angels, shields of protection, and a deep covering of the blood of Jesus Christ over her house, property over Marie, and over Dean and his life. We pray for Leo, for Jesus Christ to return to earth soon to bring the eternal love and peace of the kingdom of God to all who believe in him and for every knee to bow to him and for every tongue to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord uh, at his return and for all people of the earth to be saved. And Lord, we pray for people who have trusted your Savior uh, in the thousands and we pray, Lord, that you'll help them to all grow in the faith. We pray for a few by name uh, to go in the faith and to stand strong in the faith as well. We pray for Heath, Juan, Joseph, Ricky, and Al. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. We also pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. We pray that you'll help them to go in the faith and to stand strong in the faith as well. We pray for Majid, Jagdish, Sylvia, Lubasi, and Catherine. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. Glorify your holy name. Save those who are lost and revive those who are saved as they hear the gospel right now. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. 
Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ, God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten son, God gave up his only begotten son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ. Should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. 
shall believe in your heart, only you can do that, that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner, and I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. And Lord, I, don't, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins past and to truly repent of my sins present. and to turn from my evil life and to follow you Lord Jesus in the new life for it is in your name I do pray amen now dear friend of mine if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9, uh, and this is what the book title is based on, I am the door, Jesus Christ said. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. 